What sort of movie party would this film headline? Stranger Than Paradise. Uh, shoegazers. <laughs> okay, shoegazer party. Party for shoegazers. I've never heard that term before, but I immediately know what you're talking about. Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. I'm Nate. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tom. So this podcast, we are discussing my pick, which is Deadpool 2. I really enjoyed the first one and forced everybody to watch it for the podcast, so I did the same thing for this one. And uh, because Deadpool is known for being sort of offensive on purpose, uh, I chose the theme of intentionally offensive movies. So Deadpool, Deadpool 2 stars, once again, Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin as Cable, Marina Baccarin as Vanessa, and the, I'm going to murder her name, but she was wonderful in this movie. So Zazie Beetz, I think. Sounds good. Zazie Beetz. Zazie, Zazie Beetz. Beetz. Yeah. Um, TJ Miller and then some also Rands. <laughs> and uh, what what's our second film? Oh, and our second film is This is the End. Kevin will be telling you about that. Um, so the, the sequel to Deadpool is uh, essentially picks up right after the first movie again spoilers if you're if you haven't seen it yet don't watch it or don't turn off this go watch it come back <laughs> spoilers <laughs> don't watch this movie so it starts with vanessa deadpool's girlfriend getting killed and then him going on a basically a vengeance rampage so i am going to turn to actually kevin okay so I really enjoyed the first one. I had a great experience with the second one, but for some reason, I I didn't think I had expectations going into it. But when I left the theater, I don't I didn't feel cheated, but I kind of felt like something was still not complete. Um, I, like I, said, I, I had a really good experience in it. The the comedy, if you like the comedy of the first one, if you like the writing of the first one. This does the the same thing, even deeper, even darker in some cases. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Um, Patrick. Um, I'm going to give it an A. I loved it. Um, I, I just, I know, we, we've talked about this before. Like, I don't know if at some point we'll get tired of the Marvel, the way they do this, but I still feel like they're executing these movies so well. It's the balance of, it's an action film, it's a comedy, there's drama to set up, you know, the, the plot. I'm normally not a huge raunchy style humor guy, but I don't know. They do it smartly in this one. I think it's it's even the part like, you know, where the baby legs come out. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it's you can't help. But even if even if that wasn't your cup of tea, you can't help but laugh at that. I mean, that is just it's so brilliantly done. Did you know, they use the actual musical cue from Basic Instinct in that scene. Did they really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It doesn't That's surprise wonderful. me. It, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, the whole blowing up everybody in the every single person <laughs> oh, of his team <laughs> X Force. Oh, oh god. god. I mean it's just it's just so well done. Like I gotta say, I did not see that sequence coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I totally exactly. Like I didn't I was like, Oh god, they're really going for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's great because he, he assembles this team and they have the, the whole like typical team montage scene and preparing and they all just get wiped out immediately. Exactly. <laughs> have no consequence <laughs> in the plot. That was great. Except, so, yeah. of course, for uh, what's her name? Who's awesome. What's her name in the movie? Domino. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tom. Peanut disagrees. <laughs> That's actually my dog. Sorry. Yeah. Puppet disagrees. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's an incidental dog. We don't have that very often anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tom. Oh me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Let me can. convey my emotions in dog. <laughs> Hang on. Let me see if I can bark. Go bark. on mute for a second. <laughs> Hang on. I'm uh, I'm giving this a B as well. The first Deadpool kind of grew on me a little bit with the second viewing. Um, this one, I think I enjoyed it a lot more just initially in the theater. Some of the action was a little hard to follow to see what was actually happening, mm-hmm. uh, which was even more of a letdown because David Leach directed and he directed John Wick and Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. So I think I had a, a much higher expectation from him. But uh, I, I don't know if it's because he's working with a lot more effects this time instead of you know practical and camera stuff but for the most part i really enjoyed it josh brolin is really great it's actually kind of a sweet movie in a weird way the first um, one wasn't was the same yeah it's a love story I, it is this one's a, but this one you know it's it's all about you know these weirdos finding a family mm-hmm. um while they're you know murdering down pedophiles <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it for the most part Okay, Nate. I'm gonna give this a B. I had an interesting watching experience. Um, my wife uh, did not want to go see this, so I, I went to go watch this alone. She's just not into crude humor, and uh, we get reserved seats. I go to the Alamo down here in Virginia, and so I can't move my seat. And so I walk in, and uh, sure enough, there's uh, one of my students and his family sitting right next to me, <laughs> which is just. Just a wonderful thing to go into this movie <laughs> and just see that. And there's there's nothing I can do except just had to sit down. And uh, so I just had to laugh at all of the uh, masturbation and violence jokes <laughs> right in front of him. So I, I just embraced it. I just went for it. Whatever. Um, and, and it was it was hilarious. I think I have – I feel the same way about this that I do about the uh, the first one. It does its its own wonderful thing with the sort of breaking the fourth wall and a lot of the meta aspects that it uses where he'll talk to you, where he, uh, spoiler alert, right at the end, like fixes the timeline. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Right. Goes and like kills himself, um, saves the parts of his team that he wants to. <laughs> yeah. um, Not everybody, but. Yeah. The one guy. What's well, his name? Yeah. yeah the, Pete. Oh. Pete. Peter. Pete, yeah. Right. Peter. And let the rest of them die. And I, I, I kind of saw them all. I kind of saw them all dying or getting taken out. Um, but I was still, I still loved that they were willing to go there and take out some of these lesser known, like Marvel, you know, these ridiculous, silly Marvel characters. I, I think part of the problem is that then when it, 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 it walks this sort of this line of now I want you to take it seriously, you know, and we still want to have like a big bad guy with Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a surprise too. And it, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, juggernaut. I didn't see Juggernaut coming through, but but it, it it loses a lot of its 
of the tension, and I think that just holds it back from being an A. It's still a blast and a lot of fun. Um, interestingly, Ryan Reynolds has said this is his last solo one, he, or he, he doesn't think Deadpool works again as another solo. He wants to keep doing him as a team, which I think would be, that's a great idea. He can really, he works a lot as a supporting character in a grander scheme. It's just his whole character with all the meta narrative defeats itself. It's its own strength and it's, it trips yeah. itself up at the same time. But it's still, I, I, I loved it. I would say go see it. It's a blast. Yeah, I, I, I was actually really worried about this because the, uh, I can't remember his name now, but the director for the first movie pulled out and um, I wasn't sure how much of the movie was Ryan Reynolds and how much of the movie was original director's vision. And uh, I thought it, yeah, I actually thought it surpassed the first one, um, partly because larger budget, but also I feel you can tell that Ryan Reynolds loves this character, right? It's not just, uh, oh, I can build a franchise out of this. He's not just playing this character. He actually, he loves this character. He knows this character. You can tell he's read the, con he doesn't stick to the comics 100%. That's fine. Um, Domino doesn't look like she looks in the comics, but that's fine. He gets the point of her character across. He loves this character. The relationship, I can't. The relationship between Deadpool and Cable in the comics is one of the sort of great sort of bromances in comic book history. And I was wondering how, because they kind of, the trailers kind of played him off as they were sort of antagonists against each other, which they do in the movie, but they kind of pull that, that their friendship together at the end in a way that makes me really excited to see more, more of them together. Yeah. And Josh Brolin did a fantastic Cable. And I, I just, I, I enjoyed everything about this movie i agree with nate a little bit in that the uh, or tom i don't remember who said it but that the sort of the style of deadpool doesn't lend itself to five six movies at all uh it's sort of a something that could get old, old very quickly and they need to sort of shift that up to where he isn't the focus if they're going to continue on with this which i think is what they were doing i mean they had all these sort of minor x-force characters except for shatterstar but nobody really likes him anyway uh they have all these minor <laughs> characters and they actually did the smart thing and well we're gonna let the fans know that they're in this universe and they're part of this team but we're just gonna like get rid of them immediately because nobody really likes them anyway they're just there because you know someone needed to create a new character and, and because in this in the 80s and the 70s they, they were everybody had a team yeah. yeah, well, X-Force was 90s, and they... X-Force 90s? They, yeah, and it was sort of the if X-Men had no rules kind of thing, the, the no-killing mm -hmm. rule and stuff like that. And But there, there's all these sort of throwaway characters, because X-Force was a more grittier, supposedly, that people died, you know, characters died. And you have these sort of one-off characters like the Vanisher, who was fantastic in this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that they got Brad Pitt in there to... I think yeah, he had uh, been in talks to do Cable, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's scheduled and permitted or something like that. Which is kind of good. I think he would have been terrible. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, Josh Boland was sort of the perfect choice for that role. Because, I mean, Cable is sort of a, a gruff Clint Eastwood kind of character. And Josh Boland's perfect for that. Uh, oh, but... I mean, give give Brad Pitt credit. We've talked about how he's better as a supporting supporting actor. No, he's better as a, as a sort of... He's better at, like, the Fight Clubs and 12 Monkeys type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the crazy guy, the sort of character. He's a great character actor. Uh, but 
I, I just I, I really, really enjoyed this and am looking forward to seeing what now if they do a Deadpool centric movie again, which I'm sure the studio is going to push them to do, then I think that'll be a problem. But if this is sort of the start of something else, I I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I think I think the next film is X-Force, isn't it? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, uh, actually, that's it's a good point um, that going forward from here to focus more on the X-Force as a team. Um, and I hadn't really thought about this. It, I guess it didn't really click until just now. But um, in the first movie, even though he's, I mean, he is an antihero. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But he's still clearly like a good guy. But in the first movie, his his whole driving force is pretty selfish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he's, he's trying to save his girlfriend, but that's still like, you know, it's been done a thousand times and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a sort of selfish motivation. Um, and, and he's this murdering one, his way through people, you know? Yeah. yeah but in, the, but in this one, it's like his, his whole arc is a lot more selfless because he's, it's all about trying to protect this kid that he doesn't really have any connection to like trying to protect this kid. And then along the way, he kind of like develops these relationships with cable and with domino. And it's just, it's interesting to, to watch his character develop a little bit more in that direction and then like you're saying i think from that point it it would be stronger to have a more team focused uh film yeah and that's 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 something i think that one of the things i appreciate ryan reynolds doing with this character is the deadpool character is someone who i mean he's a mercenary he basically kills for money but there is some sort of you know kernel of morality there that He's always trying to push away and it comes out in his sort of general actions, but fundamentally he's a good person. He tries to be, he doesn't, isn't always, but he tries to be, he just very bad at being a good person basically. And I think Ryan Reynolds captures that really, really well. Yeah. Oh, Colossus. That was the, I was trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, Colossus. Big Russian metal about, man. Yeah. I like the jokes they make about how they still don't have more X-Men. Yeah. Well, that was a great yeah. cameo too with the X-Men in the background hiding. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, so Nate, what does that give us for overall grade? So with sorry three B's and two A's, Deadpool two gets a B plus or a Batman. Oh, cool. I don't know how Deadpool would feel about Batman. Yeah, I know how Batman would feel about Deadpool. He doesn't like anybody. What would he say though? <laughs> that was a nice line though when he says, "Who are you?" I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all right we want to add this to flick chart so i gotta do this i can if you want i've got it already all set here if we'd like to go okay, okay. i like how we've all stopped saying i've got it up <laughs> <laughs> i've noticed that the, the last like few months people have talking about flick chart people go i've got it open and ready to go <laughs> <laughs> We are going to add Deadpool 2 to our flick chart. Flick chart is a website where you rank movies against each other and build a list from best to worst of the movies you've seen. Nate, you want to do the thing? Yeah, I've got it up. So here we go, guys. <laughs> um, we just always try to give flick chart to the person with the most egregious erection. Um, you can cut that, right, Tom? <laughs> yes. We didn't. I mean, we talked Deadpool 2. And we didn't, we didn't at any point make, you know, an inappropriate joke. That was that's the true. most yeah. academic discussion of Deadpool. That's, that's We've already established that Patrick's not using his condom, so. Yeah. 
Flip chart. Here we go, guys. Our first matchup: Deadpool two versus the final cut. Deadpool two. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool wins all the way. Good job, Deadpool. Deadpool two versus Hell or High Water. This is easy. Hell or High Water. Depends on the mood. Yeah, that's that's the problem I'm having. It and Hell or High Water is probably the better movie. Yeah. I think Hell or High Water, it doesn't matter the mood. I think it's still an, a really interesting thriller. It's still a great sort of like, you know, heist or series of heists and crime drama. I think it's better kind of on all facets. It just doesn't have Ryan Reynolds' mini penis. That's really the only thing that it doesn't that, have going. I mean, that is the deciding factor. Right. <laughs> Pretty much every movie. Are you waiting on me? Where are we at with the stats? I'm going Deadpool 2. Damn it. I think that tied it up. No, no, no. It's currently 3 to 1. I'm going to go Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. He makes the right choice. It's okay. All right, the next matchup, Deadpool 2 or La La Land. Deadpool. La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, La La Land. You already voted. You only get one vote. <laughs> He's just going to keep saying. In this case, I'm going to go Deadpool 2. La La Land, although I, I listen Why? to the soundtrack, and I think the soundtrack is great. The movie so, you itself, know, I've the actually one? watched. The musical? What's that? No, but I've watched the movie a couple of times, and it... I've actually watched it three times now. It doesn't hold up on multiple viewings. I'm just kind of waiting for the next musical sequence. I actually found the soundtrack without the without the movie not as good. Really? Oh, I love yeah. the soundtrack. There's, I mean, there's a like audition and uh, another day of sun are still great. I love listening to them, but Brian Gosling just really is not that great a singer. Oh, I love so City I love- of Stars. I, I love that song. I, I I agree he's not a great singer, but he has a his voice just fits that perfect. The re- one of the reasons it's kind of fallen for me a little bit is when I watch it, it just feels more and more, even though it's railing against it, it feels a little bit like Hollywood masturbation. They're just like talking about how great and awful Hollywood is and it's all about themselves. And it, it gets annoying. So you have the problem with that masturbation, not Deadpool's. No, Deadpool's <laughs> <laughs> He can relate to Deadpool's masturbation. Explicit versus implied. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it was subtle. It took a minute. But fuck you. <laughs> That's why he's always picturing that micro penis. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go La La Land. All right, now two movies that are, again, equally different. (laughs) Deadpool 2 or Enemy. Oh, I never did go back and finish watching that. Spider Vagina. What the hell? You should watch Enemy. That does not sound good. Doesn't me creepily whispering Spider Vagina make you want to watch it? Uh, (laughs) Nope. (laughs) That has the creepiest ending to a film I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, don't, don't tell me. Now. Don't tell yeah. me what the ending is. The last frame of that movie, you, the you can't sleep. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's so, so strange. I mean, I remember, Steve, we, we watched that together. I think we both left I the room. We, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what yeah. the hell was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm going enemy because it's such a, I mean, I think it's supposed to, me- it's supposed to mess with you. And I think oh, yeah. it does. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I, it does. I actually think I agree with you. Just It's, it's a movie that has stuck with me and it's like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I still not sure. Okay. sure what to make of it, but I know it was good. I'm staring at all these pictures and nothing's coming back to me. This is what the one where it's about, it's about Jake Gyllenhaal, his but he starts running into his, yeah. yeah, into his doppelganger and there are spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Steve, Nate, Brian and Scott at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. It might've been. 
Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, Steve and I both went enemy. So to let it progress, we'll enemy wins. Deadpool 2 is number 256 on our flick chart out of 583 movies. Yeah. It is directly between two Dennis Villanueva films, between Enemy and Prisoners. <laughs> it is below John Carter. It is also below Fitzcarraldo and The Dark Crystal. It is above Hannah, The Adjustment Bureau, and The Great Dictator. All right, we're going to come back and talk about Kevin's pick, This is the End, which will then be the end of our podcast. We're talk about dicks again, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we, we cannot talk about this movie and not talk oh, yeah, about dicks. Yeah, you can't avoid it's that. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Just, that was like this whole podcast right, is like well, a here, here. it's like a Donald Glover routine. Dicks, 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 dicks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Five seconds, and then you can whip it out and do whatever you need. I'm prepped and ready to go. Patrick, I have my protection on. <laughs> I still can't hear you though. Seriously. Yeah. Just uh, for shits and giggles, Steve yeah. and Patrick, switch mics. Like, not permanently, but, you know. Just to see try. If that's any... Okay, is that any better? Only yeah. mildly. Patrick, yeah. it's your voice. It's my what, about, what about me? You, know, my... you sound, you sound ex... Yeah, you sound the same. <laughs> he might just Patrick, be having the early Kevin voice? effect. Sometimes it takes time to get a radio voice. <laughs> Diaphragm. Diaphragm. Okay, how's that? Diaphragms, condoms. <laughs> Diaphragms. Yeah. I got it all. I got it all here. Is that better? It's a little better. All right. How about like that? Yeah. Yeah, you're liking that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that? Is that a little better? What if I turn it like that? <laughs> all right. I'm getting really uncomfortable in this yeah, barn. Steve, move over. I'm so glad I stayed home. <laughs> I, I can't believe you're not here. This is... <laughs> Hashtag me too. Okay. Hashtag, the exactly. imagery is enough. Seconds, All right, let's go. Okay. Five seconds. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, for the second half of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the film that I paired with uh, Deadpool 2. Uh, and I believe the theme was intentionally offensive. So uh, I chose This is the End. I hadn't seen it. And... When I was going through lists, I said, okay, this is perfect because it definitely seems intentionally offensive. Uh, if you haven't seen this, uh, according to IMDb, uh, all Jay Baruchel expected coming to L.A. was a fun time with his pal Seth Rogen, with all the wild partying to have both by themselves and at James Franco's housewarming party. Suddenly, the rapture hits and the biblical ap apocalypse has begun. Now Jay and Seth are desperately sheltered in James' house, in James's house for rescue, along with a few other friends. Da 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 da. And the cast it is an immense list of A minus and B plus actors: James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, Michael Sarah, Emma Watson. I mean, it's, it goes on and on. I would say probably twenty plus well-known actors. <laughs> That was creepy, man. That was awesome. Okay, so uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of disturbing things we're going to bring up uh, as we talk through this movie, so let's just dive right in. Uh, Patrick, have you seen this movie prior, and what did you think of it? What grade do you give it? Um, I give it a C. Um, I had not seen this movie prior. I feel like this is one of those movies that really, you know, we talk, like, depends on the setting you watch it in. Like, yeah. I feel like had I been hanging out with a couple guys and had... A little something in me. 
Um, I really should try and not phrase it that way. Um, Hanging out with a couple guys. I, I, I need to get out of this barn right now, I guys. Think, Please help me. I think. It's all right. He's got his condom. We're good. I, exactly. It's still on. And the diaphragm. Why are you always you're so hung up about this? So Just power through it, Patrick. Exactly. Through. I think I would have enjoyed it more. Um as it was, I was watching it stone cold sober by myself, and I, I don't, there were times, there were a lot of funny moments in it. There were a lot of like one-off lines, you know, Michael Sarah. <laughs> that whole little thing with Michael Sarah was great. Um, yeah, when Shane Tatum came out, and I, but in general, it just seemed like the joke. The this to me was the raunchy humor done not very intelligently. Just kind of a hey, it was a good old raunchy humor kind of movie that just for me, didn't have too much more than that. So it just went on too long, some of the jokes. Fair enough. Nate, what did you think of this film? Um, I wish I hadn't rewatched it. I wish I hadn't <laughs> seen it a second time. Like, I, I, I had a good experience watching it. I saw it the first time in theaters, and it was it was funny. It was hilarious. But rewatching it, all the humor fell out, like just completely bottomed out for me. It's not as funny on a second the second time you see it. Because so much of the humor is based on like dramatic irony or, you know, or just and regular irony, too. You know, you, you when you know how Michael Sarah is going to die, when you know how he's playing a, the di- different types of characters, when you know some what's going to happen to Jonah Hill, it's not as funny knowing that it's going to happen. And I think Patrick's right. This feels and I do remember feeling that way coming out of it. It feels very kind of just thrown together. And I, I don't think that Seth Rogen or Evan Goldberg would actually deny that there's the whole scene when they're just like where do we run away oh over here and it literally seems like they 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 don't seem to care they're just having a good time and that was its charm the first time i saw it but the second time it was just annoying and even five years later some of the jokes are already growing old there's so much of this built on james franco's filmography so many like crazy jokes about Spider-Man three and things like this that in 10, 20 years are going to be lost, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah. that are not going to hold up. Um, and so on, on the, the, the second time I watched it, it was I, I, I didn't find myself laughing. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't clever. You know, like the Emma Watson scene was hilarious in the theater with the, the movie. With them talking about, yeah, with them talking about like, no, I'm not going to rape Emma Watson. But watching it because I knew it was going to happen, it's all, everything's drained out. So I'm actually going to give this movie a D. I just really did not like it the second time. Okay. Yeah. And I can understand that. And I I agree with most of what you said there. Um, Steven, what did you think? I have a feeling you're going to counter this a little. Uh, A little bit. I, but with a caveat. So I, I kind of like Nate, I enjoyed it in the theater. But I kind of knew that what this was, and I knew it wasn't going to hold up. So I did not watch it sober because I knew I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. <laughs> um, so I made sure that I wasn't sober watching this, and I had a great time. So I really enjoyed this, but I, I agree with Nate that you cannot watch it a second time sober and enjoy this movie because <laughs> a lot of the joke jokes fall flat. A lot of them are at first they're shocking and the, they're funny because they're shocking. But when they're not shocking, they're just kind of like Ugh, icky, right? The Especially the, the, the rape jokes are just kind of oh like gosh. gross, yes. right? <laughs> but making sure I wasn't sober watching this, I wasn't expecting anything. I completely made me forget everything that was coming. And I, I, I laughed at every the same beats that I laughed at in the theater. The 
Michael Sarah stuff was fantastic, especially since I've been rewatching Arrested Development. Michael Sarah stuff was awesome. The uh, Channing Tatum moment, I completely forgot about that. All right, I, and somebody. When they, this is the this is the third reference. I did not rewatch this movie, so somebody remind me what the Channing Tatum thing is. I don't, I don't remember. He's the gimp movie. at the end. Yeah. He's he's yeah, in a, Danny, Danny McBride, McBride has him on a chain. Oh, okay. I do remember that. Yeah. All right. And yeah. he plays it too comfortably. Oh, he's he's yeah, he's just like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And it's like no big deal. <laughs> it, it just felt yeah, you're right. He's completely comfortable in that role, which makes it yeah. even funnier. Um even the the ending with the Backstreet Boys, well, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot about that." I mean, that moment was really great and surprising. So this movie kind of depends on the surprises of all these sort of actors that you know playing themselves as horrible people and but uh, how much and, of that's going to hold up steve right in like 10 years yeah it's it's not i mean what it plays on is everybody kind of suspects that danny mcbride is a terrible person in real life and so it <laughs> kind of plays on that you kind of suspect that about michael Sarah. you expect james franco is really kind of a douche and you know what i mean and so it yeah. kind of plays on those sort of expectations of what these people are really like and it's brilliant in that way for now because we know who those people are in a few years when that's not the case it may not be so funny but this is definitely a movie that if you're going to watch it again you cannot watch it sober so i'm i'm giving it a, <laughs> I think a Nate. Dr drunken b a drunken, drunken b. b we don't have what gotten you can't add a drunken not a plus or a minus yeah. or a drunken yeah, that's a first. <laughs> no, you, you've only said no pluses and minuses. You didn't say anything that's about true. inebriation. Okay, that's true. And inebriated I'm giving B. it a B with a qualifier. Put it that way. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tom, lay it on us. What did you yeah, think I, of the film? I also saw this in the theater. I don't remember exactly why. Uh, it's, it's not really the kind of thing I would have gone out of my way to see. Probably I just really wanted to go to the movies that day. Um, but... It was better than I was expecting it to be. I did not rewatch it. I think most of the what I remember of it is the stuff that I thought was really smart. That the whole we need to talk about the rape issue scene when Emma Watson's in the bathroom or whatever is. I, I mean, it's it's a horrifying thing to think about or talk about, but just the way they execute that scene was really funny. It's actually um, kind of a brilliant moment right because they're all saying well this is something we have to acknowledge which it i mean you say if it's the end of the world and you have one girl and six guys that's something that like should be thought about but it did they just it spirals they they manage to have the the dialogue spiral out of control so fluidly it's right it's kind of a great scene yeah, it is a great but scene. But she was also in the house for about three minutes, and they're already <laughs> jumping to this. Yeah, but they're talking well, that's, about that's, not. We're talking about not raping you. That's 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 what makes <laughs> that's it funny. the brilliant part of it. Yeah. Um, right. So that the the whole um, watching Jonah Hill's character break down throughout the entire film. Yeah. So that the whole subversion of Michael Sarah's persona. Mm -hmm. As a whole, I'm going to give the movie a C. I, I do think it's inconsistent, and um, I think what Nate was saying is kind of true. There, a lot of it's just like a bunch of friends making a movie, except that these friends just have connections and a budget yeah. Yeah. at this point. Um, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about Seth Rogen. It's it's kind of a unique career, the things he's been able to pull off. Yeah. You know, yeah. make an entire movie about the rapture. Yeah. Um, and even though I don't ever want to watch it, making a, an animated film, like an R-rated animated film about food, 
mm-hmm. um, stuff, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I'm going to give it a C. Okay. I'm kind of going by my flick chart on these this month completely. And this fell into the C category, just barely. It's almost a B. And it is interesting that, you know, I mean, there's some interesting stuff here from a historical standpoint with, right, the fact that he and Jay Baruchel went to, actually did go to like high school together and grew up yeah. together. And now they're they making played, a movie together. And, and they played roommates on Undeclared. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. show. And it's, you know, it it is interesting what, what they've been able to do. And it it's just that not everything that he puts out there is going to be this amazing not every single movie that he makes is going to be 50-50. But this is still a lot smarter than it had any right to be. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I agree. That's yeah. what Seth Rogen is good at is he yeah. puts out basically this crap stoner movie that ends up being having some kernel of something more to it than you'd expect. Mm-hmm. So you know how we have the movie question, more or less boobies? Yes. We, we need a similar one, more or less dicks. <laughs> he, he, he definitely needs <laughs> less penis in his films. Hang on just well, a yeah, second. Yeah, you got that you got the giant demon walking around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go on mute. Hang on a second. <laughs> that was bad timing, Kevin. <laughs> giant demon dick, guys, I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I just turned my mic off. I can still hear you guys. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I guess that helps. Well, yeah, we appreciate the mic being off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, no. he gets, the, when Jonah Hill gets demon raped. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was, that oh, was so clearly like Seth Rogen and James Franco and all were like, fuck Jonah Hill. He got nominated for an Oscar. That's bullshit. We're going to have him be demon raped. You know, <laughs> you know that was what was going on behind the scenes. Okay. I, I, can, I can see that and I can agree with it. But then why do they have to have this 200-foot demon also with like an 80-foot cock? Because oh, that's – I mean it's – It's uh, Seth Rogen. Because that's yeah. Dick and fart jokes, right, yeah. from Chasing Amy. That's what people like. Because if so, you have a hundred foot demon walking around the city in your R-rated movie, yeah, yeah, it's only natural. I do remember last month, uh, or rather, on the last podcast, we were talking about this. I, I chose this fully understanding that the grades were going to be lower, and also kind of saying, okay, I think we need to pad the the bottom of our flick chart a little bit. So I, I understand and I accept and I agree with the grades on it. And, and I myself, I'm going to give this a C. Um, I am. I, I had a great time watching it. It not because of the movie, just because of the circumstances. It took me three sittings to complete the movie because I just it was always late at night and I was tired and I'd start to watch and I'd fall asleep. And so that actually, after a while, I was kind of like, All right, if if this is really that funny, if this is really that engaging, I'm not going to fall asleep. I mean, yes, it was funny, but it was it was kind of simple comedy. Uh, I, I agree. the The story is very intentional it is very adult uh in in what it's doing but at the same time i I, nate you said it right i i think it's seth and james and and whoever else you know was producing and writing and directing this they had a lot of fun they said hey we're going to make this fun movie we're not going to do any bullshit with character names everybody's just going to be themselves and i that part i really did enjoy everybody's just kind of playing their persona combination of, of who they are and who we think they are um, yeah and so I, I i enjoyed that but uh again it was a little too much a little too much dick and fart jokes for me and patrick like you said that when danny mcbride and james franco kept going off about coming all over the place i'm like all right come on 
I've, I've had enough. I don't need the hand gestures. So I don't need you guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> in my honestly, I was dying laughing in that moment. <laughs> no, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, it's I funny. Just, Steve, Steve was just talking about La La Land being this masturbatory thing about Hollywood. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is literally this, about Hollywood. This does, not, <laughs> this does not pull any punches. It's just like that's true. Hollywood's horrible. Everybody in Hollywood's horrible. Everybody in Hollywood is going to hell. Yeah. yeah. That's I, how it's going to happen. I can appreciate that. At least they're yeah. like saying we are terrible people and we know it. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Nate, have you been tracking grades? Yes. Um, Patrick, you gave it a C, right? Yep. Okay. So with three C's, a B, and a D, this gets a C, or a Garfield. Slightly drunken. (laughs) That's right. He's inebriated because Steve made his vote in these (laughs) An inebriated Garfield. Perfect. Oh, goodness. So basically, Garfield. Yeah. Garfield. Yeah, I don't think there's any difference. Oh, man. But imagine if Jarn Arbuckle ever found alcohol. Poor guy's life. He'd know how to talk to women. <laughs> I think alcohol All right. makes you know how to talk to women. It just makes you talk to Not women. care how you talk yeah. to women. <laughs> That's true. Very true. All right. So um, let's add this is the end of Flick Chart. All right. First up for this is the end on our Flick Chart, the first matchup is this is the end versus Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. This is exactly what happens. One goes up, one goes down. It goes Fight Club, Final Cut, Fight Club, Final Cut. Yeah. <laughs> This is the end. Or Fight Club, sorry. Fight Club. <laughs> sorry. Had a brain fart there for a second. Save and dick and fart jokes. To further make Tom angry. Oh, boy. This is the end versus the Beast, beast from 20,000. 20, <laughs> right, right. uh, we need to watch more movies. Fathoms. See, I've never watched Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Drunk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Is that, is that your... That's the criteria here. Steve, what would not be more enjoyable watching drunk? A lot of Nate's films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black and white. Friend. Could you imagine watching O Hazard Balthazar? Drunk? Oh, my God. <laughs> imagine where that would send you. You'd be curled yeah. up in a ball crying. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be just <laughs> awful. You'd be like, life is like that, man. You just, whatever. <laughs> you wouldn't go to work for like a week. You would just be done. Oh. You. You're not showing up from work. What's what's wrong? That donkey didn't deserve donkey, it, man. man. I was watching the donkey. That's how benders you would, start. You would yeah. buy a donkey. That's what would happen. Well, you would end up buying a donkey farm. Wake up the next donkey. morning. Why do you have a receipt for a donkey in my email? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What happened? It's completely no. the wrong thing. Talk about a drunken Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing the beast from twenty thousand fathoms. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm gonna go. This is the end. Beast with twenty thousand fathom wins. Next up, this is the end versus oh, another dumb movie. Uh, this is the end versus catfish. This is catfish. the end. I didn't see catfish that. is Steve. another very I divisive know, movie I know. In this podcast. How I dare you? It. How dare you leave me alone on catfish? <laughs> catfish is so stupid. That's kind of the idea of catfish, isn't it? No, it's it's an interesting movie. It hasn't aged well. That the fact that it's become a thing, a name yeah. for something, and has kind of tarnished it a little bit. I don't know why. I I guarantee if we all got together and watched This Is the End, we'd have a great time. Oh yeah, right. Sure. Um, that's not true for Catfish. No, we'd all be horrified by the tramp stamp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that tramp stamp's ridiculous. 
that he willingly shows that off. He? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's probably, he's probably like, oh, wow. Are my, are my boxers pulled down far enough? Can you see it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll film. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't need to see that movie. This is the end. Yeah. Although, oddly enough, Catfish may have had a bigger cultural impact. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Most I definitely. Mean, it, it introduced a word to the lexicon. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a term that's used a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually I always find this fascinating is when like people the the population at large uses a term and have no idea where it came from. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I guarantee it's most to, people using this term and, don't know. Yeah. And find it, but we actually can see where this term came from and how it came into vernacular. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. When did the movie come out? 2010. All right, uh, this is the end, or UHF. Patrick, you can finally weigh in. Your favorite oh, movie. UHF, clearly. <laughs> I'm gonna go, this is I feel the like end. they're pretty much the same movie. <laughs> no, they're both going to fall out, uh, or UHF has just not aged, and this is the end also will not age. This, I mean, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, this is the end is going to be UHF in about 10 years. No, it's I see. Be- yeah. Every time I use a spatula, I think about Spatula City. <laughs> so I, that will happen. Every time. You know, I, every time. For, Everybody for has really time, strange criteria this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for judging one movie against another. Oh, yeah. Does this movie make me think of Spatula City? No, then it loses. <laughs> Screw that movie. <laughs> I'm going to go UHF. This, I would go This is the End. Yeah, I'm going This is the End. I'm breaking the tie with This is the End. Ah. I didn't have a hard time sitting through that movie. This is the end, BTUHF. This is the end or Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Yeah, I'm going to go This is the End. I'll go Voyage of the Rock Aliens. I'm also going to go Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Yeah, I'm going to go Voyage of the Rock Aliens. (laughs) That movie's so much fun. That's a movie that even though it's totally unbelievably an 80s movie, it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Like it, it, it ages badly in the sense that you're, you're looking at it like this is what people did in the 80s. So I was inebriated when watching <laughs> Voyage of the Rock Aliens. So, yes, yeah. So, I, oh, uh, yeah. So, this is apples to apples. But, had yeah, you drank it really is, and I enjoyed both immensely. <laughs> well, now you got to watch them both sober. And uh, yeah. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> Unless you I just so want to throw away. Doctor Kevin says no <laughs> to sobriety. <laughs> I'll go. This is the end. Well, that's great. It's still lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so glad you came to contribute. Uh, this is the end. Loses to Voyage of the Rock Aliens, and that puts this is the end at four fifty-eight on our flick chart out of five hundred and eighty-four. Nice. That's relatively That's low. Yeah. It is above Dead or Alive, the Kung Fu Volleyball. It is above Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. And Kung Fu Panda 2, for some reason, is really low. Wow. It is below The Burbs, Angels in the Outfield, and The Horse Whisperer. All right. We're going to come back and talk to you about what we're watching next week. Okay, so for our next podcast, um, it's my choice, so I know you guys can't wait. I've been thinking about um, what could I watch, and uh, I remembered a while ago that 
this movie came out in the 80s called Return to Oz, which is actually a, in some ways a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, except it's not a musical and it's not made by MGM, it's made by Disney. And it ha- doesn't have Toto or any of the it does. It does. major characters. Briefly. It kind of does, yeah. So I chose Return to Oz, which is an old movie, 1980, lots of crazy puppetry. I remember seeing this as a kid, and I'm interested to see how it holds up and kind of what happens. And I'm choosing for the theme, they made a sequel to that? Because you would never expect them to make a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. This is also the longest stretch between sequels. It's like 43 years. 39 to 85, that's 46 years. 46 years. 46. Wow. And, uh, Patrick, and also, there's a lot of books in that series. So, Yeah, they could have. In fact, I think this was they, two books. Yeah. yeah. And this was actually more of a sequel to the book than the movie. They were trying to make another Oz movie for decades. But uh, Patrick has the pairing. And then we can talk about how you guys are excited. Patrick, what are you choosing? What are you making us watch? So when you came up with the idea of, I can't believe they made a sequel to that. Best one that I felt most appropriately fit that theme was the Blues Brothers 2000. Um, it's, it was almost 20 years later that they made the sequel. So not quite as long, but still it was one of those that you just had no expectation they were ever going to make a second one of those movies. And 20 years later, somebody thought that would be a good idea. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, especially after one of the two stars died. Actually, three of the stars died. Well, three of them, but you know, one of the two main, one of yeah. the two oh, title characters. Yeah, one of the ones who carried the thing. This is an interesting pairing because Return to Oz I saw when I was a kid and I loved it. I, th- I probably watched it twenty times, you yeah. know, like kids do. And then Blues Brothers two thousand. I've never seen Blue Bro- Blues Brothers. So Did you I don't watch it before you watched. Uh, so my only frame of reference is going to be. Oh. Blues Brothers 2000. See, you won't get any of the nope. references from the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to miss a ton of the movie. So what we're going to yeah, do, Steven, be fine. is in, when we do the next podcast, we're going to wait your grade, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next podcast. They made a sequel to that? Guys, I think I saw this online that Ninja from D Antwerp died. Oh, really? Uh, yes, we talked about that. Um, yeah, because we talked about that. I think last podcast was like Chappie. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Did it say how he died? I I didn't actually read the article. I just remember it happened. Okay. No, I, I do remember hearing that. I just was curious. Oh, Wikipedia hasn't. Is that a real thing? What? Uh, Wikipedia? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been around for a while. I've heard of it before. You know what I'm talking about. Wikipedia. (laughs) No, you you can go in and change it. Celebrity didn't die. I can't find anything on this now. 300 Rise of the Lycans? (laughs) No, Ninja's Death. Oh. I remember hearing it. Go to, what is it, Snopes? I don't know. I'm on Google. I don't even see fake articles. How many ice cubes are you going to put in that fucking glass? <laughs> as many as I want. 
is. Hey, calm down, Gabriel Byrne. Ninja. <laughs> the antler dead. What is it called when people remember things that didn't actually happen? Um, psychosis. No, it's psychosis. <laughs> no, no, there's a term for that. There's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a specific term for it. Or remember things that, like, the rest of mainstream reality. Like that Sinbad movie, Shazam. I never saw <laughs> that. It. Never, <laughs> that was never made. Didn't that have Shaq in it? No, that's Kazam. Yeah. Oh, Kazam. Okay. Because I can't find anything about this online. Huh. I know what you mean. And it's freaking me out. Because yeah. we all remember it. What if it was erased from time? Oh my gosh, guys. It's a conspiracy. Why are we the only ones who remember? <laughs> Is Ninja dead? <laughs> I already tried Is Ninja from D and we're dead and I'm not getting anything. Is Ninja dead? I kind of want to know what the first hit is. First hit is a YouTube video called Ninja is Dead. <laughs> that answers that. From April 2016. Uh, so, by yes. somebody called P Light. Or perhaps polite. I'm no, not sure. no, no, no. It's sure it's it is probably P light. Yeah. There's an asterisk. It's P asterisk light. And then a bunch of articles for video games. Well, everybody was calling him plight, so he had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The plight right. of P light. <laughs> that was too easy. It's just podcast before my brain melts. Yeah, some people have to work tomorrow. <laughs>